The following episode of Fofop is classified MA. It contains some coarse language, some nudity, drug references, a sex scene, time travel, terrible Batman impersonations, a Charlie Clausen pronounced Clausen-shaped hole, and mild coarse language. Fofop advises that the program is not suitable for persons under the age of 15, and minors must be accompanied by an adult guardian or priest. This is John Deek speaking. There hasn't been any great advances in prison rape or space travel. The father of the bar and the holy toast. Hello and welcome to Fofop. I'm Will Anderson, and with me is uh, returning guest Charlie Scott Dooley. Welcome back, Dooley. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's exciting. You've just done your first uh, Sydney Fringe show last night. I had my first ever hour-long uh, standing on the stage and doing it, and I was just happy I had an hour. Right. I had an hour. I didn't even care. It got to the point where, and I was obviously looking at my watch throughout it, and I didn't care if the audience was enjoying themselves. I was going to leave after an hour. Right. And I was going to talk for that whole You're hour. like, I've been contracted <laughs> totally, yeah, for one hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that is what is going to happen. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I did that. Yeah, it says on the post that an hour of stand-up comedy. <laughs> I want you to not be able to complain about at least half of that phrase. That's right. I want to be able to defend that phrase on a technicality. <laughs> That's a half-truth. Right. But I tell you what, he was there for an hour. Right. Yeah. So that was... Uh, you got half of what we promised. Yeah. And like yeah. a preview night, I think that's a good deal. Yeah, that's right. So it was a preview kind of thing, and... Um, I was there. I was meant. I made the horrible mistake, and this is a tip for any young comedians out there: is don't wear a grey shirt. Oh, when you're opening, because I yeah. had to then have my elbows, patches. yeah, yeah, pressed in, and there were some kind of cute girls in the front row, right. and uh, <laughs> which, and, and the funny thing is as well is that it's like I'm there. I'm like, oh, oh don't show the cute girls my sweat patches yeah, while right. talking about my. Masturbate on the couch. And like, right. So, like, sweat patches was the least of my problems. We were fine with the image of you masturbating alone and lonely on your couch, yeah. crying about football. Yeah, yeah. But those sweat patches, yeah, that was the deal. Really turned us off. Yeah, really yeah, yeah. turned us off when you do something that everybody in the world does. Sweat <laughs> under hot lights. Yeah, that's right. You're gross. Please cover that up. Yeah. But it's very distracting. Like I find there's some comedians that I. Because I have a real attitude. Part of the reason I only wear black on stage, like I have a couple of philosophies behind that, is well, I have three really. One is that black's a very neutral color, mm. and I like you know the comedy to be about you know it shouldn't be about ha ah, he's got a funny shirt on or whatever. It suits other people's ca- characters. I'm not making any judgments, mm. but um, yeah, that's just easy for me. Mm. Um, the second thing is that if you do get hot and sweaty, black doesn't show up. Those sort of things. Mm. And the third one is. That it makes me feel like I'm Batman. <laughs> I put on my black uniform and yeah. I go to work. See, I, when I and before the gigs, I stand on the roof of the venue <laughs> and just look at the crowd as they come in. <laughs> Sorting out my crowd work. I must say, I'm so quick. I must say, your commitment to goodwill by uh, murdering your own parents. I thought that was taking the Batman analogy too far. Well, yeah, But you went for it. I mean, here's the thing: material about them lives on. <laughs> That's right. right. You know, they wouldn't want to be alive to hear the shit I say about them. No, no, no. They'd be embarrassed. That's right. That's right. So luckily, I killed. I killed them for them. 
Or my career would have killed them. <laughs> yes, my yes. parents are not dead, by the way. No, they're not. At the time of recording this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I feel like we are too loud now. Hang on, I'm just going to check this bit and then we might come back and we might be a bit softer. Than this. Okay. Hey, because, what's going on, little dog? Oh, Ramona's talking to us as well, which yep. is always good. Hang on, I'm just going to turn the gain down and see if that helps. Oof. We'll have less, less gain and see if that. I feel like we were peaking. Well, we we're getting into it. We're getting I, I into think it that's now. the sign of a, a, a healthy podcast. Right. I think that's one of the things, one of the pod tests that Paul F. Tompkins was saying, always peak twice during the rehearsal. Yeah, but we didn't peak in rehearsal, which is good for material. People don't realise this, we rehearse, everything you hear, don't bite me Ramona, everything you hear, including that, has been scripted and rehearsed at least three times. That's why there hasn't been a podcast for a few weeks, we had to train the dog to jump up at that moment, so Jules could be convincing doing that line. That's right, and thank you to everyone that came to our small live uh, rehearsals. That was nice of you. Oh yeah, we did, we've never had a crowd for the podcast, but we do all rehearsals live. You've an audience yeah. <laughs> to get feedback. Yeah, that's right. I mean, because we need to know what works for people at home. Otherwise, we'd be just doing dickheads. Oh yeah, in my back shed, babbling into a microphone. Right. That I don't know how to control the volume up. That's right. But that's... clearly, this is much more than that. We would hate that. Yeah. I'm afraid that my, if my parents die, the autopsy will be that like. They'll partially die of disappointment. Like they'll, they'll, by the time they die, there'll be a test, and they'll go, you know, there was a part of him. Like it was a huge heart attack, and he was eating poorly, but there was a part of him that, if he wasn't so disappointed, he um, may have had another couple of weeks. Here's what I'm saying: <laughs> is that I think you know, with the medical profession this, these days, mm. like it's not as glamorous to be a doctor as it used to be. It used to be one of the best high-paid people in society if you're sure. a doctor, the yeah. most respected. But yeah. now pop stars and you know, your Kanye West and your Kardashians are the people mm-hmm. earning the most money and being the sort of mm-hmm. most worshipped and admired. Being a doctor who is still like the most important job, saving human lives, that's way down the fucking rung now. So what I'm saying is, mm. if you slung the doctor or the coroner or whatever, like... <laughs> A few hundred, maybe a thousand. Yeah. I reckon he would just throw that in. Like, he'd be like, it was mostly a heart attack, <laughs> but it was about 5% disappointment in you, Gary. <laughs> would that be the worst things to see? <laughs> and, like, if you made your brother, like, my sister Asha, yeah. like I said she was disappointed, my parents were disappointed that you never settled down. Yeah. <laughs> What a cruel joke. What? She'd be married a week later in a wedding that she just sobbed her way through <laughs> because of the memories. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And she'd walk down the aisle holding Dad's ashes. <laughs> Determined to. I, no, no, she wouldn't let him be cremated for a week. <laughs> Weekend of Bernie's sunglasses and a Hawaiian shirt. Oh my god. Like, Weekend at Bernie's, Bernie gives the bride away. That is a movie that needs to be made. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like Wedding Crashes meets Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah. Who says we couldn't do a gritty reboot of Weekend at Bernie's? I don't think there needs to be gritty. <laughs> but yeah, that would be... I mean, you get, like, you can't get Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman anymore. No. I mean, they're out of our budget. No, I mean, yeah. they're too old. They're too so old. I expect in this movie, like, they will play... A sort of um, older guys who cameo guys. Oh, you know what? Here's okay. Here's the plot. Okay. So 
It's Vince Vaughn and Al Wilson, right? Oh, that's that's way out of the budget. I had him. I was thinking the guy that played Van Wilder in the Eight Van Wilders that went straight to DVD. But let's oh. go with Vincent and Owen. No, no, it's a Vincent Owen Wilson project. Yeah. Like I can see the whole thing, right? Yeah. So they have a weekend at Bernie's esque, much like the original adventure. You know, they're stuck in a place, and you know, the dude dies, and one of them. Like, either Google's... Oh, they can get another tie-in with uh, Google like they did in that movie. Oh, the internship, right? yeah, so yeah. Gets on that sweet Google money again. Yeah, yeah. I know Google love right. paying money for things like this. We're already financing it. That's fine. Great. So they, he gets on Google. Mm-hmm. Product placement. We're fine with that. Or he can bing it. We're, bing, over, we're, we're over, over the bidders. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, Talk to us, Alta Vista. You're right. still in the marketplace. So I can ask, ask Jeeves if you're going to make a comeback. <laughs> if Jeeves is sitting out there going, my time still will come. Isn't it great with in a time where you can make dated internet references. It's one of those things where, like, because Yahoo's back. <laughs> yeah. Did you know Yahoo's back? I didn't know that. Really. Yeah. yeah. I've been, like, I was on Yahoo at the start. Well, you've still got a right. Yahoo email. And I've still got a Yahoo email. Yeah. And I've gone through a lot of bad times. <laughs> yeah. Because there was a time when even the people at Yahoo didn't have <laughs> Yahoo emails. <laughs> That's I, I felt like at some stage they were sending me spam just to try to make me quit Yahoo so that they could all go home because I was the only reason they were all still in the office for my shitty emails that I never answer. And they were like, fuck it, send me more Viagra. I didn't feel like he's got a really soft cock. And there's Russian women who want to meet him and get him to invest in a myriad of... Terrible schemes. Um, yeah, I, they're back, Yahoo. They're back. They beat Google in a lot of places last last year. Yahoo. In what? What's what? In what? What's... In internet searches or whatever it is. Yeah, right. Mm. Who's using Yahoo? It's back, man. Yeah. I don't know who's using it, but it's back. So what I'm saying is, okay. Fucking, if Yahoo can be back, Ask Jeeves can be back. Yeah. Oh, totally. Jeeves, and... Jeeves can get a gritty reboot. Bernie's, yeah. Right, so here we so, Sorry, I need you to picture the rest of this movie yeah, yeah, because yeah. we can't pit, half, leave a movie half pitched. No, right? no, people, people like, what, what happens? <laughs> yeah. How does Google get or Ask Jeeves get involved in this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they go on the internet and use whatever search engine we've done a deal with. Yeah. And they discover the original story when they're trying to do the right thing. Right, you know, they get on the internet going, oh, what do we do? This guy's dead, we're in this situation, but, you know, we want to do the right thing. Yeah. We're not bad guys. No, yeah, yeah, totally. And then they get on the internet to, like, look up what should we do. Mm. And the original story of Jonathan Silverman and Andrew McCarthy comes up. Yeah. Those dudes. Yeah. And they realise the only way to, you know, get themselves out of trouble with the crime bosses and still party their way through the long weekend (laughs) is to get these dudes... To give them advice oh, on, on what to do. Right, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So okay. then at the end, at the final lap party where every all this shit's going down and they're going to be discovered, yeah. guess who rocks up at the door to save the day? Uh-uh. Fucking Andrew McCarthy and Jonathan Silverman. Beautiful, beautiful. Can we have. Don't tell me I couldn't sell that. Movie. No, that's salt. I'm just going to add with one thing. With my sweet Google tie. <laughs> with the sweet Google slash Yahoo slash AskG slash Alta Vista tie. Can I just add one thing? Yeah. At the last party where it all kind of, you know, can we have the bare naked ladies inexplicably playing live? Yeah. Good. I feel, like, I, I feel like you can't. I feel like it may be illegal to film that scene without that happening. <laughs> That's right. And the only reason I suggest them is because uh, Smash Mouth were busy. <laughs> yeah, guys. Um, now, have you read all the fine print about shooting in this state? Uh, you've got to be a naked ladies clause as well? Yes, yes, we all do. We all do. Only three states in America that don't, but nobody films there, so... And the, and the irony is they're a Canadian band. I don't know how this happened, but... Free trade agreement. <clears throat> 
Yeah. Like, a lot of people don't take that into account. Yeah, I know. They think of free trade as being a great thing. It's brought Hollywood to its knees. Oh, free trade. Ruined movies. It's a big I know. study of the bare naked lady in party scenes. <laughs> Cut of Schindler's List had them performing at Auschwitz. It's horrible. Oh yeah, no. It's I been mean, one week since. Oh, this oh, is in poor taste. Too soon. <laughs> too soon. Too soon. Too much too soon. How's this for um, too soon? I made a joke on a television program I do in Australia. Oh, I should do the plug up the top because we've got some tickets to sell. Oh, uh, yeah. Dills and I are doing a show at the end more uh, tomorrow night, uh, Friday the 13th. Let's, let's, I, I thank you for that, but you're doing a show that I'm performing at the beginning. Right. <laughs> people saw it in Perth and they fucking loved it. Yeah, we had fun. So I want people to be able to come and see it. Yes, good. So um, uh, their 9.30 show still has some tickets available, so you'll be able to get them uh, on the day right up until the show, I reckon, because it's a big venue and it's just tech show for the night yeah I'm not justifying yourself I haven't sold the second one out no you don't have to justify yourself you're a successful guy that's, right. that's good I mean, it's, it's busy it's footy night. finals it's right. big time it's big time but all I'm saying is come to, available. Yeah, come. come to the oh, show 9.30 show yeah it'll be fun it's going to be the fun one as well Right. I'm, I don't, not to denigrate if you've bought tickets to 7.30 you will have fun right, yeah, we're just did, saying it no, that did sound a bit like that yeah no but what we're saying is guys if you've already bought tickets to the 7.30 one fucking sweet right. rock it in yeah but we don't need to sell tickets to that show <laughs> so we're hyping up the second one that's right we're trying to imply that the second one might be better than the first one it might, it be. might be it might be I don't know who knows like chances are it actually will be I like a late night show I'll, we'll, You're I'll, more, yeah. I've done a few shows I've had a few drinks had a couple of drinks yeah. you know I'll be in my swing plus I don't have a show after so I can just go on go yeah. on as long as I want you, you, I, I, how's this 7.30 people roll the dice get tickets to the 9.30 as well Fuck see you. what happens see what happens same same stuff mostly mostly <laughs> but there might be there might be an extra 6 or 7 minutes at the end right but then you can judge which was better and yeah. whether, whether we were lying now or not I mean, take into account in the second show, your enjoyment may be tempered slightly by the fact that you've heard all the jokes before just an hour ago. I mean, just, just take that into account. This, this plug has now got people looking at, looking at refunds. Like, how do I get out of this? It doesn't sound good. Um, so, uh, after I've done all that plugging, yeah. I forgot what we were talking about. We were talking about uh, the... You had said something on Gruen. Oh, so I got in trouble for a joke I made. Who got you in trouble? The internet. Uh, yeah, well, right. not, not real trouble. <laughs> Just internet <laughs> Just trouble. Internet trouble. <laughs> I, don't, I don't consider the internet to be real trouble. No, no, no. So, um, and it was um, like, if it was lots of people on the internet, sure. Mm. So during the election, um, I, I did a show for the people overseas who, who don't see it uh, called Gruen Nation. It's a vari- variation of a show I've done. This is our sixth year of doing different mm. varieties of it. And I uh, did one about the Olympics last year, but it's a show about advertising and marketing and PR and stuff. And uh, it, w- it, went, it went very well. It's a very popular show. It was, it was a very number one show in the country. It was the number one show yeah. in the country. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, so it was great. Like, we had a really great experience. But when you're doing a show during an election, all about the election, like, people view the show through their own bias and prejudice. Yeah, right. right? Yeah. We endeavoured to make a show that just took a shot at whoever and whatever deserved it when they deserved it without fear or favour. Yeah. I didn't play sides. It was lucky enough, to be honest, that both of the people, like the main people who were running, I have a pretty equal level of <laughs> disdain for, for, yeah, yeah. for different reasons. Yeah. But, but you know, but, <coughs> so that, that kind of helped. But 
it was one of those things where it was the first time ever in my life, and I take this as a compliment of because I work on a network that critics of the network would say is left leaning. Mm-hmm. Now I'm not sure if that is or isn't true Mm. or if it's a result of the fact that a lot of the audience of that network are left-leaning so the network does what its audience wants which by its nature then kind of i don't think it ever sets out like anyone sits around at the abc and says let's make a left-leaning thing well the thing is as well is we have both worked at the abc in different capacities and there's a very rigid charter, particularly around election time, mm-hmm. as to how much airtime is given to each. So it's absolutely balanced. So right. it's quite hard to be like, dear Mr. Liberal. Right. They actually time the shows and stuff to see who's getting... Yeah, that's you know, right. And you have to kind of even... Did you out. fall under that category as well? We do, but we were very lucky because we're talking about the message rather than the politics. Right, right. It doesn't actually get political, but a few people would tee off. And it was the first time ever in my life I got messages from people... They go, oh, well, you'll love it when Tony Abbott wins your right wing. And I was like... Did you... Right wing pig rooter? Did they call it? <laughs> I was like, you, you clearly haven't used Google or Bing or whoever software for you writes this podcast to look up some of my previous work. Yeah, yeah. But, but that's... It was a real good example to me of the idea that people see these shows through their own prejudice. Mm. Like, in that show, I had had four off the top of my head cracks at you know, uh, Tony Abbott and people from that side of politics, but this person hadn't seen that. They'd seen the ones I'd had at Kevin Rudd and his side of politics. Yeah. And, but the funny thing was, it was one of the, sometimes when you get into it, like someone burns you on the internet or something, you feel like, oh, well, maybe they're, like, you know, maybe I did get this wrong. I made a joke um, recently about, uh, there was an incident in Australian Rules Football mm. about, uh, hang on, chuck me that bit of chalk. I'm going to write myself on the chalkboard next to us a list of the fucking things we have to get back to. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm going to tell that one. I'm going okay. to, uh, yeah. So then, uh, what was I just telling you? Uh, the, uh, oh, so I made a joke about um, a story that was in the papers here in the Australian Rules Football and uh, the St Kilda Football Club at their Mad Monday celebration. Yeah. Just explain what Mad Monday is because Australia is the only country in the world that's, that recognises Mad Monday right. as a cultural event. Right, yes, that a <laughs> national public holiday, Mad Monday? <laughs> so um, what happens is uh, the footballers at the end of their football season where they've been played, they've been paid very handsomely mm-hmm. to play football. Mm-hmm. Uh, Australian rules football, which is my favourite mm-hmm. entertainment in the world. So, yeah. like, I'm not... I feel like anything they get paid... Oh, it's not enough. ...any money the league has... <laughs> yeah, I agree. ...as long as they keep providing yeah. the thing that I enjoy. Yeah. I mean, I have a thing called Fox Footy on, you know, the Foxtel, mm. on, like the, on the cable here, mm. and it's like just Aussie Rules shows, and I, I could get rid of almost every other channel on my TV. I know, right? Like, I, know, I just can't yeah. stop watching stuff yeah. like that. And the, and the technology, when they stand around... There's, there's a show where they, they've got these dudes and they stand around a circular table. And at any given time, half of the cast has its back to you. Right. <laughs> the way it's shot. And I love it. They're talking about hardball gets and run off the back line. And there's high half forwards. How good's a high half forward? There's one show uh, called... Uh, well, it used to be called Before the... Uh, before the Game and now it's called after the game. No, before the game. Before the bounce. bounce. Before the bounce. Now it's called after the bounce. Yeah. Because it was before the bounce previously, and now it's after the bounce. And the the start of the game is done by bounce. They bounce the ball down. Right. Yeah. So that all makes sense. (laughs) That makes sense. Yeah. Get your head in the game, Canada. Yeah. They also didn't start doing after the bounce immediately after that happened. (laughs) 
That's like it's, during it's, the game storing point. <laughs> the show should actually be called After the Siren. Yeah, sure. Because that's when they do it. They yeah. do it after the siren. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't, do it after, they don't do it after the bounce at all. That would be a weird time to do a review of <laughs> football. Like, Why are you reviewing it? It's literally just started. It's happening. <laughs> I mean, commentating's a thing. Why don't you just do that? No? Well, we're doing a live review of the game 10 seconds in advance. And how can you review something and then concentrate on the thing that's happening at the same time? I thought it was really surprising when Mitchell went to Selwood. What? It's, it's, it's happening now. He's right. off him now. Yeah, but I'm talking about that thing. <laughs> Let's go to the video. There isn't any yet. <laughs> we were rewinding the first thing and missed the second thing. <laughs> now we're going to <laughs> I love that show Mm. but one night uh, it was on and uh, I was doing something else or I I can't remember what happened oh Amy came home right and uh, she does not like uh, she's not a sporty girl no she's not a sporty girl (laughs) and so we were having a chat she was in the kitchen and I was still lying on the couch and I thought you know what I can just volume down and I can just imagine what's happening <laughs> uh, you know I've watched this show enough to get the gist of it oh yeah 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 you don't even have to watch the show to get a good gist right. of it yeah. and plus by that time of the weekend I have watched like eight games of football and listened to eight different commentaries on football and read all the things I could fucking feel in what they're saying yeah so I'm just like I've got it on but then I realised it, it honestly if it without the sound on <laughs> it looks like a workplace documentary about bullying and sexual harassment. Like. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what it is. Because <laughs> their whole shtick, these dudes, is just. They're obsessed with the size of each other's heads oh for some God. reason. Because they're not allowed to say cock on TV. That's, right. That's why. <laughs> yeah, I, I must say, that is my least favourite show on television. It annoys me so much. I find... I'm not sure why I enjoy it as much as I do. There are plenty of things that I find like that. But I see, I'm, I'd normally be... Because I love things that give me the shits. Uh-huh. So if there's a... Like Andre Rieur is a good example of that. Right. Him with his dumb grin. I love... Do you like him though? Like, I, I hate like, him. I think yeah. he's horrible. I think everything he does is bad. Right. But I will never look away like getting Alan Jones up to sing. Right. I love that. And I love things that... I mean, one question before we move on, though. Mm. Has he made you fall in love with the violin all over again? Absolutely. Yeah, of course. Yes. No, I think okay, that goes cool. without right. saying, and yeah. I thank him so, for that. But, yeah. um, I, I find, <laughs> but I find, like, things like um, poorly acted movies and, and things like... I love it. I love it. But that show is just... I can't handle... Like, I love those fishing shows that are clearly just an ad for a fishing shop. Oh, right. They're my favourite. I love them, and they're... Hey, we're, like the shows where even though they haven't gotten a bite, they don't have enough footage, so they've got to talk about when you're in this situation, sometimes they're not going to bite, and that's the segment. When, <laughs> when, caught a fish. when we were in Western Australia doing mm. the Goodwill shows, uh, mm. you saw a television show. Oh, sorry, this gets us back to the AFL for a minute. Yeah, uh, yeah. The AFL, um, uh, their team out of Perth, well, they have two teams out of Perth, Fremantle, uh, who are now in the finals. Looking yeah, really looking good. good. This season. Looking good. Uh, which would, would be the most successful they have ever been, so that'd be a good story. Mm. And the West Coast Eagles, which uh, they've been much more successful. They're the big power, power club from yeah. uh, over in the West, mm. and uh, they're so big in Western Australia. Like the whole ground, like is sold out from members. Like you know, you can't get a ticket into the yeah. stadium. They have lots of money, and the whole town is obsessed by everything West Coast Eagles to the point where 
they have their own television show called Eagle TV. <laughs> and I... And this is, like, on the internet. This is, this on, is on television. television. Yeah, so I was sitting in the... In a, and not on... I need to, sorry, I need to point this out as well. It's not on, like, Fox footy, like, yeah, Essendon's, the, you know, the, no. the hangar and, like, Collingwood's the club and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Free it's on air. telly. Yeah, free to air. Actual telly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally, like, there's ads for, like, MasterChef and stuff. Sure. It's amazing. It's on the channels that come with the telly. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so, they had this one segment, there's this player called Andrew Embley, and uh, he, I don't know, he's like the cooking guy, like he likes cooking or something. So... They had him go to a Chinese restaurant in a casino and do wow. a cooking segment. Well, that's where the best cooking is normally. So this guy has... he He's a... He, he's obviously... You can tell... Having done this kind of stuff before, you can tell people give you notes and they will say things like, hey, when you're talking... Because footballers, generally speaking, are like... They're very well trained in as much as we're taking it one week at a time and, you know, it's all about the team and we're trying. So my to get f- them... My favourite movie is The Shawshank Redemption. There you go. And, and to get them to break out, my dream dinner guests, uh, Don Bradman, Muhammad Ali and Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> and Pink. And Pink, it's always some weird girl. Is it always a weird girl? I'm not a poof, just don't want blokes there. Um, so they have him... And they've obviously told him, hey... When you do your segment, you don't speak loud enough, and people like it when you smile. Right. And he, as he is well trained at doing, takes direction. Right? Well, that's what footballers do. They get told to do something, they go and do it. Yeah. That's why they're good at what they, they do. They do reviews of their tapes. They're very used to just following following orders. Yeah, yeah. Unless those orders are from the police on Mad Monday. Right. We'll get that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. Go to. Um, so this segment was. So they've got a footballer. And they've gone, we'll take him to the casino, to the Chinese restaurant. And they've gone with this Chinese chef. And the chef is literally Chinese and can't speak a word of English. Right, good choice. It was the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Andrew Emily's there. And so, because he's been told he's been quiet, he's now yelling at this man who can't speak English. Right, well, that helps also people understand English better. (laughs) So he goes, so what are we going to do? Uh, and the guy goes, uh, Szechuan chicken, like very broken English. He goes, bit of Szechuan chicken, eh? All right, then get in there and have a crack. And he's yelling at this like three-headed Michelin star chef, telling him to have a crack. Come on, down. Down. And then, uh, <laughs> and then, so, but then after each one, he stares intently at the guy and does this creepy smile. So he goes, so, I mean, that's a bit of spices, isn't it? Pause, smile. And then the guy would look at him and just turn away and start cooking. And then he's... Well, what I've always found when I've travelled overseas to countries where I don't understand language is if people yell at me really aggressively... In your face. And in your place of work. And then show me their teeth. <laughs> I always feel like that exudes friendliness. Man, it is so good. If you make that show or you know... If you can send me... That is the one show, like, I like my, like, The Wire, and I like my, that is the one show, that would be my next DVD box set, would be Eagle TV. I would sit down and watch season after season of Eagle TV, because it is so, oh man. Well, maybe you could do one of those shows, because here's the thing, they're so big over there. Now, I know this might seem like a step backwards, (laughs) but what I'm saying is, do you want to be a little star? Mm. Do you want to be a little fish in a big pond? Mm. Or would you prefer to be maybe a big fish in a little pond? Yeah. Because yeah. I think that you could become 
a big fish in a like little the pot. Like the host of Eagle TV? No. No? No, even better than that. <laughs> you don't want to mess... It's better than that? Well, you don't want to mess with Eagle TV. It is a real formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it it's like Cousin works. Oliver on Brady and, Bunch. And if you're hosting it, suddenly it's your job. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. even on your... Like, we, I love my job, but there's still days where I'm like, oh, fuck, yeah. I forgot my job. Yeah, yeah. You don't want to ever feel like that about Eagle TV. <laughs> no, not about something as It just wants to be about you and your special time on the couch. <laughs> Watching Eagle TV. <laughs> Watching Matt Nikoski throw the packages of <laughs> Troy Selwood. Like, I can't come until he shows his teeth. That's... You know, that I feel like here's what you can do. All right. Take the Chris Hardwick model. You know, Chris Hardwick, the guy who built the Nerdist Empire. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Superstar. Yeah. Knows what to do. Right? Yeah. He's got a show in the, uh, the US called It Comes After the Walking Dead. It's called The Talking Dead. Right. right? Uh, so, uh, they review, it's basically a panel show where they just sit around and they talk about what just happened on The Walking Dead. You know what Perth TV needs? Yeah. Talking Eagle. Talking Eagle. Talking Eagle. Yeah. So, they, Eagle TV plays and then you have like a, you host a panel of you and, Hot you know, dogs from, hot dogs from Big Brother. Other, other personalities. Other personalities. Yeah. Uh, Basil Zemplis. Is Basil Zemplis. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> so it's me, Hot Dogs, Basil, and... Sean McManus. Sean McManus yeah. and a weather girl. Right. You know, pink, if she's in town. Yeah, and whatever artist is coming through town. And it's... Kelly Rowland. <laughs> Kelly. Right. What do you think about Wush's departure? Right. Um, I would I would actually do that. Right, Talking Eagle. Talking Eagle. Just reviewing the recipes. Maybe, yeah, or maybe you eat what Andrew knocked up. Oh, that's good. Well, yeah. that'd be part well, of maybe we we'll give that to the studio audience, yeah. Uh, no, yeah, well, yeah. you bring in a ready, steady cook style element. Yeah, or a master. You can even get a judge in, do a little bit of yeah, get Gary have some fun with it. Yeah, I think that's a great right. idea. It, oh. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll let you ponder that, and I'll get back to the reason we brought up what Australian rules football. Oh yeah, what did they do? Um, so St Kilda uh, were on their Mad Monday. Now Mad Monday is the celebration they have. Mm. the Monday after the, their football season ends. Mm. So it's whatever Monday after. So it's not the Monday after the grand final. It's the Monday after your team your season, stops yeah. playing. Yep. Sometimes with really terrible teams, they start their mad Monday about two weeks before the season finishes. <laughs> but um, it used to be called the wake. You would call it your season's wake. I didn't know that. And they're trying to lobby to get it referred to again as the wake because they think the term mad Monday has actually given them sort of, like, permission to, you know... Go mad. Go mad. Yeah, yeah. It's fucking called Mad Monday, mate. Yeah. Well, I can go on Mad Monday, but I can't be fucking mad. Well, just fucking call it Monday. Even Garfield was able to be fucking mad on Monday. And I have a little problem with fucking him. I fucking love lasagna. I have a lasagna every Friday night before the big game while I'm watching the Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> it's always the Shawshank Redemption. I mean... I don't like to think about the lasagna I'll have next week because I'm just taking it one lasagna at a time. <laughs> I don't have a favourite, you know, the meat plays its part, the, the parson mows its part, you know. It's just We've got to have the cheese on the top as well, mate. We've just got to, we've just got, all we've got to play our part or it's not a lasagna. Think like maybe like some mince or a shepherd's pie, but it's not a lasagna, mate, and that's, that's what we're all about. We're about lasagna. The thing I like about lasagna is it just holds its structures. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not doing anything fancy. 
fancy. What's that gonna be fancy? That's the classic. Just. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're a little worried about travel, but uh, the conditions seem good. Uh, <laughs> we're a bit worried about travel. Then we found out a place around the corner also does lasagna. So. <laughs> Uh, so there's a Kilda Football Club. Mm-hmm. You have a checkered history, it's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. In recent times, they've been, uh, yeah, you know. And and this, I kind of feel a bit bad that Charlie can't be here because he's a St Kilda man. Yeah, people know that. Defend himself yeah. and the side, but I think that. Well, I mean, Charlie has little or nothing to do with what they do wrong. I disagree with that. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've done a lot of finger pointing towards Clawson, particularly around the schoolgirl saga. <laughs> there was an episode where uh, some of their players. It's so uh, bad. Just think you said some of their players. Yeah. Isn't that bad? And there was a schoolgirl. Oh, anyway, <laughs> let's not get bogged down in the gory hey, details. If ask Jeeves about that. <laughs> right. Or whatever search engine we've sold, sold this to. I'm going to come back. I assume the deal will be done by the time we get to stop talking. Because the buzz will already be out there. Because they're listening through the computers. NSA, man. They're listening to us. Google did that deal with the NSA so that they can pick up awesome ideas like this. Yeah, that's right. That's how they stay ahead of the rest. Mm. Well, not ahead of Yahoo, apparently. Allegedly not. Allegedly. <laughs> Just fucking Apple, by the way. Because you're locked into oh, Apple as well. Yeah, right? yeah. Ramona. Um, so you're locked into. Well, this is our first time podcasting with Ramona in the studio, mm. and she's been well. pretty good so far. Yeah. People like you know, Junior used to sometimes come and be yeah. in the studio. So you know, but I think she's like now. She's like, why are you just talking to each other? And yeah, not- why aren't you throwing the ball to me? Right. Um, so Apple. Apple. Apple launched their new iPhone, the iPhone 5S. And the C. And the C, which is for crap, and the S is for same. <laughs> that's, what, that's what... That's shit. And I'm starting to... I'm, like, I'm so... like I don't, I'm not a fanboy. Like I'm not one of those people that like, oh, Apple. But all my shit is Apple. Right? Yeah. And it all just works with each other. Yeah. So I just want to... Like, I just want them to keep being the best... And I'll fucking give them whatever money they need. Exactly. As I mean, long as I don't have to change anything. Yeah. But I don't want something else to be the best. It's, I, I'm not one of those idiots who's like, oh no, Apple's the best. Maybe something else isn't the best, right? Mm. But I don't want to have to change. I mean, can't Apple just be as good as that other thing? I'm exactly the same because, but my attitude's different. My, my attitude is, I've stopped learning. Right. <laughs> like, I don't want to learn new things. I don't want to learn crazy? anything new. So, as people who have listened to this podcast, <laughs> I'm very aware. Yeah. I still feel like the set, we've put too much heat into this one, but it'll make up. Between the last one where there was no heat and this one where it'll just be fucking blowing out, you combine the two and it'll make an awesome, awesome podcast. Um, so, Apple, do you find it weird just to kind of hijack your thought for a second? Sure. I just find it absolutely ludicrous that an Apple product launch becomes news. I don't know how they've done that, but they've done that for every single thing they release. Because like you said, they've released a phone. 
Who cares? But it's it's news. Like you never get that with Samsung. You never get that with Nokia. You never get that when HP brings out a new computer. Right. But it's, I find it just so curious. It's all turning, man. It's not as big a news as it was. No, it's not. I agree with and that. Yeah. All the other companies are really aggressive. On Gruen last year, we talked about how the changing attitudes being. You know, that other companies are going after them now and after their fans mm. and mocking them. You know, which was something they could never do in the past. Yeah. Apple was the cool brand, and Samsung's making ads about you know iPhone worshippers and mm. like you know going at them <clears throat> I think with this new one it's it's massive like all the brands Nokia's going after them and like everyone's going really hard at Apple because they yeah. can see that they're wobbling around they're waning yeah like in the old days it used to be all about innovation and now it's about um the last one was skinnier yeah and this one's got different colours I, I think I could have come up with those ones how how in, in all seriousness, do you reckon at any stage of development they've brought out the Ouija board and just tried to get in contact? You've got to have a fucking crack at it, right? You've got to have a go. Like, that's not the craziest I mean, thing you do. He, he, he didn't... I mean, like, I'm not saying dedicate, like, an hour every day. No, 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 but just roll it up. Give it a crack once or twice. I mean, after after the last few launches, there must be just a temptation. Yeah. Be like... Let's see what Steve... You know, we'll right? See. We'll see. We'll just see. <laughs> see. Like, and that's how they got it. That's how they got the five C. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, um, uh, Apple. So, so, uh, oh, I'm done with them. I'm just <laughs> finished with that. Finished with that. Okay. Oh, you can open it with your fingerprint. I mean, I'm sure that's great, but it's not great enough to get a new phone. No, it's not, but it's also... And it's like, oh, you can pay for things faster. Oh, great. <laughs> so your latest innovation is you've come up with a way for us to give you money faster. <laughs> Fuck you. I probably shouldn't say that on an iTunes podcast. No, they're, they're cool with it. Yeah. They're cool with it. They're not listening. If I know one thing about... <laughs> about I've got all your stuff. I'm not... Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm just saying, as one of the people who is your loyal customer, because he doesn't understand how anything else works and barely understands this technology. Yeah. Please don't fuck me around. Yeah. Come I, on, guys. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think there was someone that made the point, which I think is, think about this. <clears throat> Say we get the 5S, which you and I definitely will. We definitely will get it, because the current 5 is getting slow and shitty, because right. they've got a new one out. Right. We get that as well, Apple. You're not yeah. that fucking clever. No. So... But do you so know what they've got? Still buy them. Still so buy them. They are. Yeah, well, or yeah. maybe we're so stupid that they're not that clever, and yet we're still more stupid. But listen to this: if this was in 1984, what I'm about to describe—the book or the, the uh, book? Okay, cool. You would just say just to clarify. Just to clarify. <laughs> <laughs> just to lesser extent, the year too. And we're all sitting around looking forward to Back to the Future. <laughs> Uh, saying things like they'll never make another Police Academy movie (laughs) wow (laughs) what what happened to John Farnham (laughs) Johnny Farnham yeah what happened to your lovely young Johnny Farnham (laughs) you know what I'm hearing this is the last year for hey hey but you didn't hear it from me (laughs) (laughs) Um, we've got to do something with the kids this weekend Ralph Harris (laughs) (laughs) um if, I, if, if George Orwell was to put in this book that there is a company that controls most of our communication, and not only that, they also have your credit card details, yes, your address, yes, your phone number, yes, your GPS data, they can locate you, they can pinpoint where you are, yes, and your fingerprints, yes, you'd go, come on, George, that's a bit much, and they know what we like, yep, 
Wouldn't you go? You'd go. Yeah, I liked it, but they laid it on a bit thick with that. You know that corporation. My God, the amount of times I've just entered details into the fucking blindly. Account. You don't give a shit, do you? No. It's just so. And you're so. You've had your credit card stolen, you've had your identity stolen, and still you do the same thing. Because otherwise you're not going to get the thing you want right now. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Isn't that right? So. It's just I have given up. My 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 responsibility as an active member of this society to be vigilant against the intrusion of government over I want that now. I want to be able to watch The Rock. (laughs) It's that. That's the thing you've got to also think about. I've got to watch another episode of Under the Dome to make sure I still hate it. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And that's the thing. You just give it up because I want to hear Don't Stop Believing by Journey right this second. Right. But you already own it on your other account. I don't care. I don't give a shit. Care. Care. A shit. It's not here. I forgot that password. Yeah. <laughs> this party's popping right now, and it's on this phone. And it, it is just, it is just fascinating that we've just let that happen. Yeah. And it so quickly we get so used to quick. things so quickly. Yeah. I mean, it's like internet banking. Oh, the other day, I just had one of those days where I got a little bit of money out, and then during the day, I had to, I like. It was just one of those things where I had to use the ATM like four or five times. Yeah. Right, rather than just getting a whole bunch of money out at the start and mm. you know, dealing with it. It just, mm. anyway. So for the last time, I was like, I've just spent like 15 bucks or whatever today on ATM fees, like yeah, withdrawing money. Have, yeah. And we just let them do that. Mm. If, some, if that's come up to us and said, hey, look, um, is the way that we could charge you more and we could do less? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fair to me. That sounds great. Right. Yeah. And, what, and what, what, what's your... Just quickly, what is the service you're providing me? You're giving me my money back? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. You can get it out of a machine. Can't I just get my own machine? <laughs> Would that, wouldn't that be cheaper in the long run if I thought it through? Just put all my money in my machine? Charge myself no fees? Like, I'd make it secure. Those machines are pretty secure. Plus, mine wouldn't be out in public. Like, it's my machine. Yeah. It's in my bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, imagine how many you just get the machines nicked all the time. But which makes me think because I think about when. Do you remember there was the spate of guys that would go around and they'd blow the ATMs out of the wall yeah. in Sydney and drive off. Yeah. They were, and everyone was. Did you notice that everyone started barracking for those guys? Right. In Sydney, like they were really like, I could keep doing it. They're old-fashioned bank robbers. Yeah, they were. Yeah. They're um, bush rangers. They're oh. stealing from the banks. Yeah, no one gives a shit when you steal from a bank. No, it's insured. They're a bank. Mm. Fuck the banks. Mm. The Australian banks made eight, like my bank made eight billion dollars profit or something last year. It's sickening, isn't it? <laughs> and like, they're like, still slugging you for two dollars thirty when you right yeah. to get my own money out. Yeah, and they don't even have to be involved in it. They're not part of the transaction at all. I have to remember my pin. <laughs> yeah. I should get at least twenty cents for that. <laughs> like I'm doing work. Did you see the woman who? This, I, I don't want to make light of this, but this woman was driving in... And the reason I think of this is because those cats that were stealing the ATMs were from southwest Sydney, it turns out, and um, <laughs> Ramona, Ramona's heard this story. <laughs> boring, boring. Next. Come on. We're still going to hear about St Kilda's Man Monday. <laughs> <laughs> has been heckled by the dog. So she's driving along in southwest Sydney, and these dudes go to... Um, they, they carjack her. It's quite a common thing that happens uh-huh. around that area. <clears throat> they carjack her, and they, as they're pulling her out of the car, they punch her in the face and oh, break her shit. nose or something. Pretty ugly, like, right. deal. Do you know what car she was driving? No. Toyota Kluger. Can you imagine getting punched in the face for a Kluger? No. What a 
bad. I don't know what if they thought it was if it looks like Alexa. I don't know the car very well, but if it looks like something, no, it's not Ramona. Down. Down. Um, you know what I mean? Like, can you like that would be the shittiest thing to get punched in the face for. I mean, well, maybe not the shittiest, but that's pretty shitty. That's shitty. No, but if you're but driving an Audi, you're like, mm, you know, yeah, there's a chance right. I'm going to punch in the face. I don't feel like you should... <laughs> it's my attitude. It's a luxury car. Right. <laughs> I think, is that worth being punched in the face for? <laughs> is this... Is that what you feel like people's immediate reaction to your car? Will be? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You've seen my car. I'd punch that guy. No, if I saw me driving my car, I'd punch that guy in the face. <laughs> but there are certain cars you'd be willing to take the punch for. And so Mine, yeah. Would. Yeah, I'd take a punch in the right. face for my car. I like it. Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> Even though it's the Maybe she felt like that about her Kluger. Nah, no one feels that way. Dude, they don't even give that away on Price is Right. Like, maybe like, she won it on the Price is Right. Maybe she did. That's yeah. why she loves it. And maybe maybe, you know I mean? maybe those dudes weren't carjacking like they knew the real value of the showcase or something. Maybe they, pissed off maybe they were on yeah. the Price is Right that same day and they were pissed off that their numbers didn't get called. Their yeah. names didn't, they didn't get called to come on down. Yeah. Right, because there was eight of them. Yeah. Right, they all went that day. Yeah. And they would go crazy backstories, so right. they'd get on, like, hey, so you like mountain climbing? Yeah, right? which for them wasn't unusual, because they've also given the police a lot of crazy backstories. <laughs> yeah, that's they right. used to make up information. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah. They, they had blurred out their own faces. That might have been why... <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to go in a hoodie doing the yodeling. <laughs> Stop it, Larry. He was very good. He, uh, every time uh, Larry was like, well, how much is this car worth? And he goes, I can get you one for half <laughs> I know a guy. I know a guy. I know a bloke. If you insure it for 50, I can make sure it disappears. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so I just I thought about that woman. I felt so bad for yeah. it. Like you know, I mean, I felt like I felt like we we got a laugh out of it without uh, the laugh being about her. No, no, no. Which actually brings me back to the point that I was going to make in the first slice. Kilda Mad Monday, right? So St Kilda on Mad Monday, uh, they part of their entertainment was a little person. Now I'm going to say. The D word, even though that I understand that to some people they find the D word offensive, mm. I'm only going to say it in this context, uh, not to demean, just because the that was a story that was used in the in the news and stuff, mm. you know. So the the news headline was something along the lines of you know St Kilda players set dwarf on fire at Man Monday celebrations. So uh, they were a, a a party group, you know, like they were professional entertainers. Mm. Like they they weren't just there, you know. Yeah, they weren't drinking in the bar. That yeah, they were drinking no, it wasn't yeah, like yeah, they yeah. hadn't abducted a dwarf off the street yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, they yeah they they were professional entertainers and from a group called Dwarf My Party. So I feel like in the context, if I use if I use the word dwarf and people find that offensive, they use the word dwarf and I'm only using it in that context. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. So. Um, that sounds like a lot of justification, but I kind of want to explain that because I probably go to, I've, what, I to a, what I'm about to talk about. Yeah, I was well. a bit irked by the use of the word dwarf right. like, during the whole coverage, yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up. So, um, I there'd also been a story this year, the biggest story in the AFL, is about a guy called Stephen Dank. Now, Stephen Dank allegedly 
was involved in giving a lot of human growth hormone and uh, peptides and illegal supplements or potentially illegal supplements, certainly outside the laws of the game, supplements to the Essendon Football Club. It was the biggest story probably in the history of the AFL. Uh, The club got kicked out of the finals. That has never happened before. Like it was, Mm. and it was in the news for six months. Yeah. It was all the news was was about this thing. And this dude, Stephen Dank, the uh, the doctor that they think might have given out the you know, HGH and the all these different things that peptides and shit. Mm-hmm. So, I on Twitter about the St Kilda story. Yeah, I said something along the lines of St Kilda Football Club, uh, you know, set dwarf on fire at Mad Monday celebration. So I just took the headline, which is normally when I write those jokes yeah. in the morning. Yeah. I'll just take like the headline or the kind of the story set up line just, and then yeah. do the joke and. And I said, to add insult to injury, was also offered human growth hormone by Stephen Dank. That's right? Nice. It's that's like a, nice a little AFL joke. Yeah, it is. If anyone enjoys the AFL, yeah. I've tied yeah. together two AFL stories. Quite nicely. And yeah. like, you know, I'm not saying that it's a fun, like it's funny that he's short. I'm saying that would also be, mm. like, it, it, this guy gave players human growth hormone. If he gave it to a dwarf, that's obviously offensive. Yeah. Like, yeah. For me, I'm like... You know, you're making a villain look more villainous. Right. That's all you're doing. It's not. It's gonna get jabbed on that one. Yeah. Dank gets jabbed on yeah. that one. Yeah. The AFL kind of in general sense, but the person who got set on fire is the victim of the story, not of the joke. Correct. But, <coughs> but even then, I got some people, you know, really thinking that I was making fun of. Well, and, they, and they have the right to think that yeah. because everyone can interpret things like I don't chew the cords, Romana. Um, Everyone can interpret it in, uh, you know, whatever ways that... Uh, were they little... Were, were any little people offended? No. No. So it was just... I mean, for one of the... Well, I couldn't tell from wow, the Twitter so avatars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, you know, you know that. Yeah. It was really tiny typing. That's probably offensive. That is, yeah. That's like... Uh, yeah. Why is this in 11 font? Right. Um... <laughs> Sorry. I hope that's not offensive. No, I, hope, is, I don't want to make. I don't want to make light of funny. But so, I find. I find. I mean, it's a bit hard to know. Like, I think it's about intent. I don't know. But. Yeah, that's right. But I also think that there's a there's a, a thing it, to take it to racism. It's like if you make. Mana, uh, she doing? Right, I'm gonna put her outside. Uh, keep right. talking. I think there's a thing though. If you, it's like when someone makes a racist joke or or video or something. Say say I said something about just to use a completely random ethnicity. Say joke about Pakistan people from Pakistan, right? Wow. I know, edgy. Wow. This is my my Pakistan bit. Wow. (laughs) I opened my French show with this. No, (laughs) but I say something about. Whatever it is, I just make things. Yeah. And then I say, and then someone, someone who's Pakistani is offended, mm-hmm. and I say, well, no, it wasn't racist. I don't think I get to make that call. I agree with that. And I think that if it's offensive, but then again, we've had this discussion on this show before. I think that you have to be given time. Like you should be given, uh, like you know, if, if that person says to you, no, I think that's offensive, and here's why. If you, I think that. You should get a chance. Oh yeah, totally. To have it explained to you why it is. Yeah. Because we talked about this recently around sex work and prostitution. Because now uh, the the term that sex workers, or at least some sex workers, at least the ones that you know, whose writing and stuff I've been reading on the topic, 
uh, they'd prefer to be called sex workers rather than prostitutes. Prostitute. Yeah, no, but I don't thing. think I, Sam Simmons got in trouble. Yeah, and this was the example we talked about because he used the word prostitute in a joke, and people got mad at him. But he wasn't being disparaging, mm. and I don't think that's so well known at the moment yet that everyone knows. Like now that I know, I would. You know, I, yeah, I now don't. You know, I, and I, it's confusing though because the literal dictionary definition as it stands right now is a with prostitute is the word in the dictionary right. so yeah I, but, but, I agree, but, but, but my thing with that is is always <clears throat> I don't care what the literal word is mm. like I have other words mm. yeah 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 it's a, yeah it shouldn't really bother you yeah people like, shouldn't get up in, up in arms how, about that what sort of person are you that you think that you're right to be able to say a word like a word mm-hmm. is be- like that's more important than someone's someone feelings. else's yeah. feelings yeah. Yeah, yeah, being right. hurt by the word. Yeah, that yeah. just is a crazy way of looking at things. Yeah, like I'm all for freedom. Like I, I, we say a lot of things on this podcast, and I, I always try to not. If someone says a word or whatever that I don't agree with, like I mean, the one that comes up a lot is retarded. Like and maybe even in the past I've said it, you know. In but I try. That's one of my ones that I would never try to say. Like that's retarded or like mm. you know whatever. But I still say that's mental, which I suppose. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you, if you, where, where do you draw your lines? Yeah. So I'm not saying I'm holier than now. It's like a conversation I'm constantly trying to have with myself about what's right and wrong. Mm. But in general, if someone finds a word or a thing really offensive and I find it easy enough to just say the thing that they want to say, I just don't understand why I'd fight so hard to hold on to and, uh, especially if they're giving you another option. It's not right. like, don't say that. Now try to describe me. Right. It's like, just say this. And say- <laughs> yeah. Um, but did you, did you find it weird with the uh, entertainment at the St Kilda Mad Monday? And it, I don't know if this is a conversation. But yeah. Is there something? I'm not saying the guy wasn't humiliated, the the little person. I'm not right. saying he wasn't demeaned. But is there something that you could argue weakens his argument by him doing that for a living? Like, his job is essentially lampooning himself. They're called dwarfs for hire, and they're kind of... so. Do you think... I will say say two things to that, Mm. and because I have thought about that very thing. Mm. I think it's confusing two issues. The issue is that he got set on fire. Absolutely, And he asked for his money back Mm. for his clothes to be replaced, Mm. and that was refused, and then it became an issue. That's why this was a story. Now, it was a newspaper story... Like a sensational newspaper story, they're on talked about, and we're talking about because he was a dwarf, and that threw up, you know, that great tabloid headlines. People having all these debates around where they should be able to, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. my attitude is this: I think that we should have the right to treat all people the same, mm. right? Mm. If if you were friends with a little person and they enjoyed or were comfortable with or called themselves, you know, a name and like like that then that's a respectful environment where you'd be able to do that sort of thing. Mm. But this guy's a professional entertainer and you should treat him the same way as you would treat any other professional entertainer with the respect that's due to that person. Mm. If you had, you know, I don't know, like Mark Seymour from Hunters and Collectors come down to sing Holy Grail to the boys. Mm. I'm just not sure they would think... Yeah. I mean, there were some of his bandmates, I believe, in the past who would have happily said he's a They were more the hunter's side of it. Right, yeah. <laughs> Not so much of the collectors. collecting, yeah. But yeah, so I think you just have to treat people with the same sort of dignity you treat anyone with. Yeah. And, and, 
It's always my my thing is always would you swap positions with that person? Mm. Like if you think if you would swap your life for their life, they're fair game to make fun of, right? Like as in like you know, but if if yeah, you tease if, up, you right. know, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think a, a, a way to look at it when people look, oh, it's, it's reverse racism. Okay, do you want to be that person? Like, would you swap now yeah. your, their life for your life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If not, prob- yeah, it yeah. probably hasn't evened out yet. You know what? <laughs> Just give them the extra $26 a week. Right. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's always... It, it, might, reveal more also, than it might be reverse racism, but guess what? <laughs> You're reversing out of a fucking river that you drove into. Like, we're right in the middle of a river, you drove into it, <laughs> and they've reversed a little bit. We're still fucked. Yeah. Right? <laughs> yeah. Let them reverse a whole bunch more. Get on the roof and wait for the chopper, buddy. Right. Yeah. So, I made a joke on Gruen. Yes. <clears throat> oh, yeah, this is, yeah, this is where we started. So, we were, um, uh, well, this is, I mean, I don't know why you sound so surprised at that. We did this in the rehearsal. So. <laughs> no, this, but that was part of the rehearsal, and oddly, that was part of the rehearsal, <laughs> and this was part of the rehearsal. Where does the rehearsal end? Uh, who knows? You'll have to ask the live audience that right. came and part of the but rehearsal. But you can't, because we make them all sign confidentiality agreements. And then we shoot them. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that we get them to sign the agreements. <laughs> I've got to start, I've been meaning to bring that up. That is a, a best a waste of time. Right, but we do that amazing thing thing where, where they think they're signing a confidentiality agreement but they're actually signing an agreement to be shot in a move I like to call the Heather's move where you get everybody to sign one petition but then <laughs> that's what it's called that's what it's called the Heather's clause so we give them the old Heather's clause <laughs> and uh, shoot the them in the head right yeah um, feed them with a dog she enjoys it. Yeah, it's my Ramona's. So, hangs around the podcast, well, always looking for fresh always, kills. Always, always, <laughs> always looking for some, some faux faux. They're not even fans. I think that's the nice thing about it is they're not even fans no. of the podcast. You, you, and you get them from other podcasts. Hey, you like podcasts? You like yeah. little Dum Dum Club? Yeah. You want to see what they can Scott Dooley to have a chat? Come down to the public first. Don't wear nice clothes. <laughs> How do you feel about Green Guy Letters? <laughs> do you love them? <laughs> what about ambiguous contracts? You like both of them? You're going to have a great time tomorrow night. This is the podcast for you. <laughs> um, How do you feel about rehearsals? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and we need you to take notes right through it so we can put the script on the internet immediately after. <laughs> oh, those poor dead fools. Uh, so, um, uh, I was doing uh, the Gruen Nation television program and we were there was a shot of Tony Abbott who is now the Prime Minister of Australia Prime Minister elect uh, Prime Minister elect that's true that he hasn't quite signed in yet mm-hmm. but uh, he's in the job yeah he's yeah taking yeah. care of business yeah so he um, uh, had a shot and it was a very famous shot the West Wing shot people know, will know it as which is the American president looking out the window of the plane it's a shot they use all the time and it's been used by American presidents since I think JFK right. and, and we went ran through the idea that they'd taken this shot you know from that thing and run and we gave examples of all the presidents who'd done it and of JFK doing it and of Tony Abbott doing it and all this sort of thing so turns out that wasn't as far back as it went we managed to find <laughs> A picture of uh, Hitler. Right. In, I'm just going to clap. Adolf Hitler. <laughs> it's never Ian. It's never no. Ian Hitler when they say that. I know. I mean, and, and the thing was, as kids, 
everyone would have said it was going to be Ed. You know? Oh, he's a Adolf was the oh, he was a despicable kid that Ed. He hated public speaking. Hated, yeah, yeah. Huh? yeah. He couldn't shut him up, huh? Right. Um, uh, yeah, so um, uh, Adolf Hitler mm. looking out the window. Mm. So I made a joke. Oh, we just made a joke about uh, the fact that uh, one of the people from the Labor Party was using the same slogan as the Liberal Party, Real Solutions. Right? right. So we were doing a whole bit about how, you know, which party was which, you know, he's this candidate's using the same slogan as the opposition. And then we do the thing about, you know, obviously the photo goes back to here. We show the photo of Tony Abbott, then we show the photo of Hitler. And I came off the back and I said, yeah, that guy thought he had real solutions too. Right. right? Oh, see, I would. I'm surprised you didn't go. His slogan was "Final Solution." Right. Well, yeah. I thought which that which is yeah right. was but too far. Bit, yeah, that is too far. Yeah. Whereas I felt like that guy thought he had real solutions too. Is mocking the idea of yeah, absolutely. People, people in power thinking that they have real solutions. Yeah. I've just done a, two bits of business about real solutions, and then showed. I'm trying to make a point about the idea that people it, say these big things, but that yeah. doesn't actually mean. They're good. Real solutions are not necessarily good solutions, right? Yeah. So that's where I'm coming from. And if I, I don't think that's ambiguous. I, I think that's pretty obvious. Well, not to everyone at Oh, okay. Right. Good. Including a studio audience who heard Hitler and went a bit hit and miss on it. You know, like just because of the because they didn't have time to kind of work it through. They were just a bit like, "Are you? What is the?" It's one of those trigger words. I don't know if you notice when you're on the radio, radio in particular, because it's so immediate. You can call yeah. up. You can't just call up the telly and go, "Hey, the guy on that." Said, you can. But you can, but you don't get through. You won't get through. Yeah, rarely get through. There were words on the radio, particularly when we were doing Triple J. Hitler was one of them. Yep. Um, Muslim. Yep. Jew. Yeah. And you really say Jew, I, I find as a white right. guy with the Christian background. Except for your regular segment, Hitler, Muslim, Jew. Yeah. Where I mean, you would get people and have to guess whether it was a quote from Hitler, a quote from a Muslim, or a quote from a Jew. And if you could correctly I <laughs> So short lived that segment. I thought it had weeks in it. Um, but but those words Jew um Jewish or uh, Jewish, anything to do with Judaism, yeah. and, and and people would call up before you'd finished your sentence, yeah. And it was one of those trigger words, and I think that's probably what you got with your audience. That kind of you can't say that, and people hear that, and they don't listen to the rest of the sentence. They just know that you know you're sailing close to the wind, and they don't like it. So what were your complaints? Well, I got there was just one guy, but you know at the start you don't know it's just one guy. There was one guy immediately who started to do a bit of like that, you know, I'm on the internet and I'm outraged about something and, you know, can you believe that, yeah, he, this guy's making Holocaust jokes and on you know, our, blah, blah, on blah. On our taxpayer dollars. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but it was. Oh, right. yeah. it, the, the hashtag was their ABC. Because oh. in Australia, the slogan the ABC is our ABC. Yeah. But those who don't think that the ABC is for everybody. <laughs> See what they've cleverly done. Oh, it's, oh I didn't um, think of that. That's but he was obviously watching the show. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I love it every time. He was like, hate watching it. <laughs> like me with Rieu. He's on Trey Rieu. He's made you fall in love with politics again. <laughs> I am. He's Andre Rieu. <laughs> That's the thing that we don't know about. Like, I watch things because I think they're terrible. Mm. Like, ratings are no indication that people love a show. No. Sometimes oh. that just means there are thousands of people sitting around who hate you. Oh, the show? They the sit show around who right? hate you. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. absolutely. Yeah. I wonder if there's people who 
hate listen to this. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Not the whole way through. Not the whole way through. I reckon they would have tuned out at the plugs. Ugh, listen to this, honey. These dickheads are going to be on at the end. Here he goes again. (laughs) Fucking with his plugs. (laughs) On this free entertainment. Right. Right. For someone who hates the Jews, he's all about the money, hasn't he? What? Is that racist or is that satire? (laughs) He's very confused, this guy. He's... It's very angry. Oh, he's an angry guy. He's an ang- angry anti-Semite, the guy who hates me. <laughs> As opposed to all those calm anti-Semites. That would be a nice change up, like the laid back, yeah. like just having a joint and a hammock right. and then just going, ugh, oh, man, I'm faded. <sighs> you know who runs the media, though? You know what I mean? Like, that would be really... Yeah. Just be because nice. he's anti-Semitic doesn't mean he's anti-everything. <laughs> like he's really just a laid back guy. Right. <laughs> Just for some reason, he's got a real bee in his bonnet. Right. His oh my god! <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. So this guy's now like he's been doing a bit of business on the internet, trying to drum up some, you know. Uh, I'm doing, but it hasn't caught on because clearly that wasn't what I was doing. But yeah, but it is interesting. Yeah, it's it interesting. is interesting. So how did he get in contact? So was he in contact with you, like on Twitter? Or oh something? yeah, he just tweeted me. Also, I, I had a, I've had a few run-ins on Twitter this week. Have you? Yeah. I had another one because uh, I made a joke about uh, well, it wasn't even a joke it was just a comment so that there's a there's a TV show called In the Thick of It that people might have seen the new Doctor Who uh, was in that television yeah, show yeah 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 and uh, it's a brilliant sort of political satire. Very sharp, very dark, very edgy. Just... Done, it was written by the guy that uh, created Alan Partridge. Right. Yeah, and there's a real sense. That sensibility comes through very, just really well written and amazing. Yes. Yeah. really kind of, like, I mean, it's just, a, it's a There's real... nothing like it, is there? That, in, I think is it. Did he also do Veep, the American show? He did Veep. Show? Well, Veep is yeah. the... Yeah, he, That's yeah. a kind of the American twist or like more. But I like Veep. I think it's I really good Veep. as well. Yeah. But anyway, um, he uh, is based on that character, at least partly from In the Thick of It, on a guy called uh, John McTurnan, who's a British sort of... Yeah, he worked for the British Labour Party and he's like this sort of political guru. Yeah, right. He came out to Australia when Julia Gillard was Prime Minister and recommended to her she do a lot of things that I thought were terrible decisions that were against the interests of the party and led to her losing her leadership. Uh, but he's st- but now he's become a bit of a public mouth for hire, you know? Like one of those right. guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, the day after the election, he wrote this thing for The Guardian, which was, like, you know, five ways that Labor can, you know win back their you know, support and I just tweeted I haven't read it but I assume number one on the list of John McTurnan's five things that Labour should do is stop listening to fucking John McTurnan <laughs> yeah right right that's it yeah right? John McTurnan got involved oh wow <laughs> John McTurnan was like it's like wow what are you doing with your days are you just sitting around alone in a room trawling the internet for mentions of your name so you didn't at him or anything? No, because I think that's disrespectful. Oh, and so I, I, yeah. I, because here's the thing. Like, I'm happy for my stuff to be... I don't think it's cowardly, because I'm saying it on the public record. Yeah. Like, it can go into a newspaper, or it can, yeah, it can go anywhere, mm. right? Mm. I stand by what I say or the jokes I make. Yeah. However, I don't need to fucking rub it in their face. I agree. That feels mean-spirited Yeah, I, think, me, I, right? I, I agree with that. Yeah. I, so I never would do that. Yeah. And so I did once... Send Justin Bieber a message asking if he wanted to come smoke pot with me when we were uh, 
doing gigs in the same town. But, but that see, wasn't a joke. That was like a literal. I was yeah. literally like, if he'd said yes, we would have done that. See, I I did one the other day which added someone, but it was it was just a weird tweet which was, hey, at Oprah, did you get right. my letter? But also, I think that big. It's not like Oprah's sitting around reading her tweets, right? <laughs> like, I feel like that's a whole different thing. Stedman, who's this Scott Dooley? <laughs> so, uh, I um, I don't like to do that. And I don't like when people who follow me do it. Uh, yeah, they rewrite your tweet yeah. and put it in. Yeah, no, 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 I don't like that either. No, I'm thinking about starting blocking people if they do that. Yeah, right. Um, now that I've said it, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I think so. I think it's... Because yeah, like, I think it's disrespectful. Yeah, yeah. Like, but, so that happened in the John McTernan one. So I think that's how he actually came right. across it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then he started having these big, you know, it's one of those things, because I don't respond. Like, I've said what I wanted to say. Like, there's no real point me. Oh, there's no, you don't... Do I need to explain more? It's, it's like... Uh, okay, um, I, I think you're terrible at your job. <laughs> Did you not get that? <laughs> but it's the equivalent nothing that you can say to me right now give me five reasons I should listen to you because my I can't think of any you're fucking terrible the only thing that's good about your life is you inspired a good TV show <laughs> but you are terrible at politics he's probably very good at politics but I don't think that we ever get much value in importing people into Australia because Politics, more than anything, is about culture and understanding a culture. Oh, so if you try so to bring in, so if you try to bring in an American system, or if you try to bring in a British system, it just doesn't gel <laughs> naturally with the population. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of the problems with the Gillard government was that her natural personality, which I think Australians actually would have liked, never came oh, through. It was, it like was, I've, she was met, a I've met her a bunch of times as a human being, and I always thought she was a lovely, funny, charming person. Yeah. And there was a lot of times as prime minister. I could not see any of that. Yeah. And I think a lot of that was to get that fucking shit communications department. Yeah. Well, but, but, you, but you see the times when she was herself, like when she stood up to Abbott and every, the whole nation was like, yeah, that's yeah, pretty classic. But yeah, that was so, those moments were so far and few between. Few right. Far between. But yeah, so I, um, but then <laughs> he started having arguments with other people about it. <laughs> like, so now, like for a day and a half, I had, I got like these, like it was, it would be fucking 22 messages long. These people having debates, but, but because I'm at it in every one of these oh, fucking things. The I, I'm not involved in this, guys. <laughs> I know I started this. I don't know what the fuck all you guys were going to do with the last 24 hours if I hadn't fucking made a pithy fucking one-liner. But get, like, I don't, I've lost track of this. Yeah, yeah. I went to bed. <laughs> Sons of Anarchy was on last night, guys. Get around that show. Um... <laughs> Don't you reckon Ron Perlman could play Harry from Harry and the Hendersons? Oh, yeah. He'd be a great... Goody reboot. Harry and the Hendersons' Goody reboot. Yeah, yeah. We won't do that on Greenlight Boys. All right. uh, Speaking of Greenlight Boys, let's give that a plug because it's time for us to... Oh, it is. Yeah, Greenlight Boys, the podcast. And um, when's this going up? Today, man. Today? Yeah. So I've got... um, When you leave, Ian Bagg's going to come here. But I'm hoping that in the time in between... Those two things, I will have time to uh, upload the internet. Well, uh, in that case, uh, also the last night of the Fringe, and that's going to be my last Australian performance for until the festivals. Wow! All right, so uh, this is the nine thirty show of mine tomorrow night. Dules is doing his Fringe show. If you just want to go and see Dules on hour, no, dude, no, go to go to Will and then come on Saturday night. Oh yeah, Saturday night. Good, perfect. There you go. Go and get a taste of Dules on Friday yeah. night, yeah. and then go and see. How he just stretches out those jokes for an hour. 
It's the same 15 minutes. I just stretched it out. A lot of filler. <laughs> um, also, special yeah. uh, special deal for Fofop fans. Oh, nice. I will charge you the same amount for Will's show as mine. It's a terrible deal. Don't you should just right. say you don't listen to the podcast. No, that was a good deal. What you said that you charge the same amount for my show as yours. Mm. That is a good deal for people. For me, it is. What do you mean? What do you mean? Well, well no, because you're a bit more expensive. Right. So that? if you charge the same amount for your show as mine, right. that would be the same. But if you charge the same amount of, as my show for yours, oh, what did I say? No. <laughs> Scott Dooley, world's worst accountant. Uh, yeah, so obviously shows tomorrow night. Um, uh, hit us up on the Facebook page. That's where most of the faux flop stuff happens at the moment. And uh, I also want to mention that I have gigs coming up in Canberra. Uh, to any Canberra tea baggers, my first time back in Canberra for a couple of years. Uh, I'm also going to uh, DY and to. Where are you playing uh, DY? Don't know. What's D- what's the? I'm trying to think. I don't know DY and I'm doing uh, The Shire uh, so I, uh, all those uh, details at willanderson.com.au and Chatswood Will Chatswood sold out oh sorry I grew up around there oh is that right yeah, yeah. no Chatswood, Chatswood's already already full they love a laugh in already gone. sold out already mm. nice one Chatswood great work Chatswood first time there yeah. Not well. Also, I will point out, 25 minutes from the end more. So, right. <laughs> so, if, you, so if you couldn't get it to get in Chatswood because it's sold out, come to the end more. Uh, also, uh, first ever live faux fop will be at the Los Angeles Podcast Festival. Uh, we're on on the Saturday, and the guests will be Dave Anthony, uh, they will be Rove, and it will be Graham Elwood, and we're going to talk about. Ben Affleck as Batman, amongst other things. Uh, so, uh, if you if you're coming to the Podfest, please come and see our show. That would be absolutely brilliant. Uh, we'll talk to you again. Oh, oh, I should mention. Oh, fuck, I forgot to mention for the whole episode. Uh, we are now on the All Things Comedy Network. Nice. Yeah. So, That's a sweet um, deal. To be to be a complete comedian. How'd you get that? How. I, I, I don't know, but it's good. That's such Take a classic Will Anderson response. It's like, like every time something... I'm just going to let you in on this, yeah, fans. Yeah, here we go. Every time something <laughs> amazing happens to Will, it's like I remember seeing you like you started doing Chelsea Lately, which is a big show. You start doing these big TV shows. And I was like, that's fantastic news. How'd you get that? And we'll go, I don't know. Like this guy just came and... I was just in the studio next to you. No, well, I mean, you know, that is kind of how it happens. But for you, that is... The the thing is, there's nothing disingenuous about that. That is literally how I see you live your life. Like, you just go from gig to gig, and then someone goes, you're over here now, and you're like, okay, I'm over here now. Somebody said that to me the other day in an interview. They were like, oh, what's your plans? I said, I don't have plans. I've been doing this for nearly 20 years. I have not had one. Well, actually, I've had about three plans, and they all went wrong. Like, so I just stopped having plans. I thought, I feel like what I'm doing right now is awesome. So if I keep doing that, yeah. maybe some more awesome stuff. Like I just keep doing this. This works. It's like Jay-Z. What's your plan, Jay-Z? I'll just keep doing this. This is good. I'm on the back of a boat with Beyonce. Right. Yeah. I've got a babysitter. But so I'm going to stick with this. This is just right. fine. Yeah, what are you doing next? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to ask Kanye some dumb questions. <laughs> All right. So.